What up, people? What's up? I don't know what time zone you're listening from or what time of the day, so I don't want to say good morning, good afternoon, or anything, but greetings to you. Uh, my name is Matthews, and this is my buddy Ruben here. Yeah, so we're here today at kicking off a new season for Bellwethers Podcast in the next episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. So today we have, uh, before uh, uh, we start off with the guest, you know, I want to say about what he does. He is... Isaac Matai, but he actually owns Whitewater Equity, and he also has an uh, event center in Heath, Texas. So if you ever want that, just uh, just check it out. And also, you know, make sure you are actually checking out Everbowl at McKinney. That's right. So it's actually an acai ball thing. And me and Ruben, actually, the funniest thing is like we started the vision for the this season the podcast at Everbowl. At Everbowl. So, so it's, it's actually a, an honor to have you. It's guys. a full circle moment for us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so in honor of that, I believe I'm not, uh Isaac is running a discount. It's called Belva the Twenty. He didn't know this. <laughs> he didn't know this. Okay, I'm just messing with it right now. All right, but thank you so much for listening. And th- Isaac, thank you so much for being here. You know, it's so glad, yep. you know, we, we, we get to be here listen from you to have this friendship yeah. and have this talk with each other yes thank you for guys for picking me of all the people in the world that you can pick um i'm uh, I'm, I'm honored to uh to have this conversation with you guys um and hopefully there's some uh i'm able to say some value to to this podcast 100%, and yes. uh and and i and i love what you guys are doing uh with uh, bell Weathers and with avida as well so um, I'm I'm here to support and and root you guys on and 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 see what see what the next generation is up to and and able to push that forward. Thank you, really awesome. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we stand on uh, this vertical, so we stand on three verticals. One of them being commerce, uh, creativity, and church. Yeah. And especially having you here on the podcast, we want to definitely talk about a lot about when it comes to commerce. So I know there's a lot of audience members that are watching, especially in the out- South Asian community who have a desire to start a business or who are entrepreneurs, might be young, some might be a little bit older, um, that have maybe, you know, like some fears in starting a business. So having you here and seeing all the success that you accumulated, um, how faith is really important for you too in the process, we want to kind of um, get some perspective from you as well. So first thing I want to ask you, Isaac, what are you doing right now? What is, what are some of your things that you're doing right now? Uh, you know, if you ask my wife that, uh, she'll say, what I'm not doing. You know, I'm doing pretty much, I'm doing a lot of stuff. My mom just uh, says that too. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's like, so yeah, I, I would say first, um, I do have my venue, um, in Hidden Creek, which is in Heath, uh, have that going, but that's kind of, I have a team in place and that's running the day to day and that's going, um, and doing well. Um, as you said before, I have Everbowl here, um, and it's, it's a, I got the rights to three locations right now. And so I've opened up, uh, McKinney, uh, McKinney location, Custer and Eldorado. Um, and that's, that's going really well. And the, we've been open, what we're on our fourth month, uh, just being open. So, and it's, it's been great. Uh, and the trajectory that we've been on. Been you know it's been fun to you know kind of get that going um, in the process hopefully to open up two more locations in the by by September so um, or before that if I can uh, so that's that's that part and then I'm in commercial real estate as well doing uh, um, you know buying properties alongside with some investors and and things like that so been been doing that for about three years as well yeah. so 
that's that's slowly coming about and so the outside of family and church these are the three things that i'm uh, i guess consumed <laughs> with right that's a lot uh, that's a lot a, so it's a lot <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff yeah. uh, sometimes it's kind of crazy yeah but uh i love it how do you time manage all of this what what is like your you know typical week week look like uh, time you? manage <laughs> that is a difficult thing uh. right um, i'm still trying to uh you know master that mm. um um do I get it wrong? Of course. There's plenty of times I get that wrong. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I kind of time block a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, okay, today I'm going to focus on this, and then the next day I'll focus on that. Or I'll split the day like, okay, this is what I'm going to do first. I'll do that, and then I'll go to this, spend some time there, and I'll go to that, and mm-hmm. do that from there. So luckily for, like, my venue side, there's not a lot of day-to-day stuff that I have to worry about. Gotcha. That okay. now I'm kind of working on on the business a little bit to kind of see how I can push that forward. Mm-hmm. And so, and then on the Everbowl stuff, I have a team in place that ca- takes care of the day-to-day. Mm. So for me, it's just now looking at the numbers, you know, what are the, the next steps on, I, I'm kind of doing all the construction and the, on the lease side of like getting spaces and stuff like mm. that. So I don't have to really worry about that too much on the day-to-day okay um, so um, that's something I kind of learned from my first business and then real estate that's where I spent a lot of my time at uh, that's that's where you know you're analyzing properties talking to people and stuff like that so talking wow. to investors and things of that nature so that's 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 kind of where those three kind of go about and then in there um, you know waking up making breakfast for the kids and making lunch and and i don't know how i do it it just happens um i just kind of like i'm just yeah, on the go do you yeah. ever sleep uh you know <laughs> that is, you know being an entrepreneur uh you, sh- you got to be okay with having at least you know maybe four hours of sleep wow that, that's you know, what i heard well, yeah. four to six hours yeah. uh and be used to that mm-hmm. i'm okay with that i've always been that kind of person so like i if I get a, a good solid six hours of sleep, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. That's yeah. gold. That's gold, you know. <laughs> then you uh, got Everbowl to keep you up. <laughs> keep you up, yeah. <laughs> that and Celsius, you Celsius, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, that's time Disclaimer, managing. This is not an ad for <laughs> Everbowl <laughs> 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 Celsius. <laughs> yeah, so time management is something that, you know, it's it's a w- every day I'm, it's a work in progress. You're learning. I'm learning as I'm going. And, and you have kids and stuff, too. I got kids. So I got, I got things are always constantly changing. Yes. Things in business are changing, so it's like you got to be quick. You got to be able to quick on your feet to chain and adjust and stuff like that. And entrepreneurship is like you're on call 24-7. Yeah. So you got to be okay with that, that uncertainty. And and so – and I can flex Mm. here, there, and like, you know – you know, just you know, sometimes you know, family gets annoying, like because I don't give a definite answer on certain things, right. because I don't know. Maybe <laughs> this will happen. Maybe that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's kind of you know something I'm kind of working on, but uh, but you don't, you never know mm. what's happening, right? Just right. According to what you just said, you know, where you said like you know, you, you, it's all indefinite. Yeah. Do you work? Do you have a priority matrix or something like that that you have set up, or is there a way that you work? Or how you set your priorities and things like that? Like I said, I'm working on that. It's not the greatest <laughs> that I have. I uh, love your honesty, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, thank you for that. I, 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 I want to be raw about yeah, it, right? Because um, 
I'm there's mistakes I've made yeah and trying to learn how to balance that uh, and uh, it's you know I sometimes make that even today yeah so I want people to know like oh yeah I'm this <laughs> I'm not this super like structured guy and I need this and need that but I try to I am I'm, I'm always uh, trying to be better Improving. right improve yeah. and be better yeah um, in, in that uh, yeah. I would love to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, after this certain time, I don't have to worry about the business, but that takes time, yeah. right? Like, to me, to get to this point with, with the venue, it took five years, six years mm. to get to this point. Wow. Mm. Uh, so, until then, I was doing a lot of stuff, I mean, and doing different things, and now I'm at a point where I don't have to. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, there's at least four of those five years, you know, I'm busy. Yeah, doing everything. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a lot more of this stuff now. I don't have mm. to worry about it. Yeah, I love how you said like you know you're learning as you go every day because funny story about us two. Uh, I saw one post on like uh, YouTube or Instagram like Elon Musk wakes up at like four thirty and then Bill Gates all of them wake up and they have this like this like regiment about how their day goes. They go to the gym. They do this and do this and do that. And I remember we started going to the gym <laughs> or like we were starting to make a routine. Then obviously things things came up. I think both of us got sick and then we kind of stopped going to the gym. And, uh, but what I've, I've learned in the process is like, you cannot like, you cannot be defeated, yes. you know? Um, and someone said this, it's like, life is about rhythms, right. you know, rather than like, um, like rather than always having to like feel bad that you did something like you messed up all the time. You know, right. if you can build rhythms in your life, the more better you get and the more you grow over time as well. Right. So um, I thank you for your honesty in a sense like that, like for sharing with them, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are watching. They're like, I didn't wake up and go to the gym this morning. But yeah. Hey, just it's okay. get better every day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just like you just don't make it a routine. Like I skipped it today. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to skip it tomorrow. And when that happens, it's like it becomes a precedence. And then you start doing it more and more. That becomes a habit. Yeah. And I think one, one thing that you just said, like, you know, in structure and you, you're also working on that, like in that order. I think that's very important because if you look from the word too, every, in, the, in the word of God, we see something very structural. There's an order to things like even the way that Jesus did or even mm. the way that uh, God set up the judges or God set up kings over Israel. We see there's a proper structure in the word and mm. all throughout that we see from Genesis all the way to Revelation. So I feel like order and structure are something as Christians or as uh, as believers. I think that's something that should be in us and i think it is in us yeah i think that takes a discipline yes yes and, and a routine to work it out and the moment that you do it boom that, that yeah. there you go it, it, it definitely is i mean i've i can see at least for me i can see a difference if i if i wake up at a certain time let's say for me if i wake up at 5 30 6 o'clock and i spend that time um you know on myself as praying being grateful writing down what I'm going to do and thoughts and stuff like that, then my day is more productive. Mm. I feel, oh, I've accomplished. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm in the right state in my, in my mind and my heart. Um, but, you know, if I'm just waking up and going whatever in routine, my routine is like, okay, I'm going to wake up and just like, my, my daughter wakes up on her own for going to school and whatever. So like I can hear when she goes to the bathroom to go brush her teeth and stuff. It's like, as soon as she gets done brushing her teeth, that's when I wake up, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's just the natural habit of doing that. And, but if I wake up earlier and, and 
get my time because once she's done with that, I got to get get ready, get, get you know, get her breakfast and get her you know her lunch ready and stuff like that. And yeah, I just kind of yeah. like rush, 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 rush. Yeah. Uh, and then you like after putting the giving putting the kids to school and whatever, then I'm like, <sighs> okay, now I have time, right? That's you know you're already when half you know part of your day is already gone, yeah. right? So like if I do that in the beginning, I feel my day is much much more productive. Yeah. So structure is always needed. How uh, also like I just felt like asking this question, but a- as a father and as and an entrepreneur, how do you feel like you know how how is how does that balance work out for you? Mm. You know, um, it's challenging. Right. It's challenging. I'm not gonna lie, but um, there's you know there's certain things that you have to do. Like okay, I'm for this time to this time, I'm not doing anything, but being a father right you mm. have to go do that and be there and i come back and, you know i pick them up from school come back and i maybe spend <coughs> spend a couple of times with them you know but then i gotta go back to work they understand that yeah but then if they need something or whatever dad you gonna go get that can you get this then you know i kind of yeah. go do that right yeah. so the times that i am trying to interact with them mm-hmm. i try to be dad mm. Mm. And try to be present. Wow, you know. Yeah, but there's times that you know I got to do work and I'm here, so they understand that. Yeah, that I'm there. But you know, so I'm not trying to be. You know, I I don't be uh, business minded all the way. I try to be goofy with them and try to be whatever and yeah. and be fun and stuff like that. And then yeah. then okay, I got to go back to work and then do this. Right. So mm. it's it's challenging. It it takes a toll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, when when we get to that state of life, we will ask you for more advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm putting my speed down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we know. Yeah. Especially the beginning stage is probably a lot lot harder. It, it is. It kids is. Kids learning your your wife and your kids also learning. Hey, like, this is dad hat. This is work dad hat. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah. This is work hat. Yeah. You know, and and even at church, you know, this is like when you're in church too, having to be present there too as well, right? Yeah. Like, um, because I know faith is really important for you too. So I guess we want to ask this question too, in the sense we talked about family, we talked about your entrepreneurship, how is also faith playing and how do you, I guess in a way balance it, but also intertwine it with what you do in your business too. I think um, your faith journey uh, is just like uh, you need more of that as you go into entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, Love that. And I felt like my my relationship with with Christ grew a lot with entrepreneurship, <coughs> um, uh, because you know as as you know South Asian you know and we have you know we we're in the Pentecostal background and we we grow up and you know we hear our parents that you know when we were kids like oh praying at night or or praying for us or have these long prayers and it's like and we say we we. We tell our parents, hey, I have a test, or I have this coming, I have an unspoken request. We, you know, we testify that at church, and we say all these things, and we are, we're really wanting people, our parents, or other people who are, I guess, more spiritual or elder, to pray for us and fight for us. Mm. But in entrepreneurship, it's you that have to fight Ooh. and do stuff. And I can say this, like I, to this day, I mean, there's Hidden Creek, but Hidden Creek was mainly a, I would say, where I my relationship with Christ grew, and mm. where I found out where I have to fight. I have my parents, I have 
you know, in-laws, I have my uncles who are great prayer warriors and they fight. They know how to fight. Yeah. But it was me that I had to sit down with my wife and we had to fight. Wow. Because um, part of the, and during the construction, like literally we are, you know, pre-selling before we built, built the place, right? Um, and there was delays happening because of, I mean, it was a year where we had like 30, 40 days of rain straight back to back. So I couldn't, you know, really build or do anything and wait. And so mm. I had to wait for that to dry and wait for it not to rain. We were pouring concrete in the rain. It was, it was, a, it was a hot mess. Mm. <coughs> and the devil was bringing all kinds of, you know, hindrances to for that to open. Mm. Some of the, some of the clients that came, you know, who booked early, we had, you know, we had to kind of send them away and it, it was it was a trying time for that right they're like oh they put all this money into it and whatever and we're going through the progress came to this one client who's who said no i want to get married here and mm. she was very prom their fa her and her family were very prominent they had a lot of influence mm. and if they wanted to they can throw their weight weight around uh if they wanted to and i was like talking to the GCs, talking to everybody, and they said, like, you know, stuff was on back order. Uh, like, this is, you know, we wanted to get done in October, but they said, oh, it'll only be done, you know, December or January or February. Like, this is, like, I can lose my shirt. I can lose different things. So, Lord, I need a miracle. Mm. And so we kind of, like, sat down and prayed. And <coughs> I never prayed that hard ever in my life to that point, ever. And even my wife. And so it was like we were on our knees crying and praying. I don't know how long it was or whatever, but once I got up from that prayer, the, um, the amount of faith that was in me, how I spoke, how I, my mindset yeah. totally changed. Mm. Like everything I think mm. it was just, I was like, somebody would say something like, I would say this. I was this just, just words of faith. Like I was on a different level of peace and a different level. Like everything and anything I was saying was just God's gonna do it. This is what's gonna happen. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, was, I was matter of fact saying. And then one by one, like if you see my venue, like it's made out of wood, and, and mm -hmm. we have all this siding that goes in. Literally, that that that's supposed to take two months, no, like three months to get done. For one, one reason or another, we got done in a month and a half. Wow, that's crazy. And got done right before her wedding. Wow, that's God. <laughs> and the that's city, God. city doesn't allow like you know, like the you gotta have fully completed done, and then they'll give you the CEO so that you can actually run your business. Mm -hmm. I was able to get temporary CEO, which is unheard of. It's like the it's this it, they have it, but nobody uses it because yeah. no city really gives that. Yeah. So I wasn't completely done. Like my chandelier that you see on pictures now, wasn't up. That wasn't set up. That yeah. wasn't set up. Yeah. Like literally, we were dusting all the construction dust out of the place that day of, <laughs> and you know that <laughs> night minutes of, before. Minutes <laughs> before, and but we were you know fire marshal. You know there was a lot of things that you know could go wrong, but between the fire marshal, the city, everything just kind of all came together and we were allowed to do that wedding. Wow, that's amazing. That day, and that was, that's all glory to God. Exactly. And that's how I, that's when I first learned, like, man, my faith changed mm. in my first, but I would say 
oh yeah, great, I started a business, I did everything, but the biggest thing is like my, my relationship and my faith walk totally changed mm. from that day on. Wow. And I think like when I hear this story, I feel like it's also like it's a commissioning too, right? Being an entrepreneur, I feel like it's a commissioning. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I feel like at one point I, I really believe Jesus was an entrepreneur too because he was a carpenter. He was actually doing stuff on his own. So he had his own clients. He had his Good own point. set of uh, people who he was working for mm. or making his making the craft. So yeah. Jesus had the craft as a carpenter and then he was using that craft as an entrepreneur to make, to, to make money and to make a business. Okay. And uh, I think that, that, and also at the same time, the father, the creator, when he creates everything out of nothing, mm. you know, after uh, seven days he works on it, he creates the whole entire existence out of nothing. That's the creator. That's an entrepreneur. Because as entrepreneurs, we don't have an office while we walk in. The first yeah. thing, because I remember when I started my first marketing business, I, all I think I had was a laptop. And I was like, and that was a Windows phone. <laughs> that was like the slowest laptop on earth, you know? <laughs> I, I, I used to be like hitting enter a hundred times. I was like, oh God, please work. <laughs> So that's how, I mean, I think we all start from nothing yeah. and that's like, we build on top of it. And yeah. I think that's the same thing that God did. And I think, and I believe, I firmly believe that that entrepreneur skill set is in his children and his daughters and his sons yes. and he is spared to us. And yes. I, I, and I believe that when we put it to use, I think that's when we can change the world because today we feel like there's only a very particular, very less number of people who are in entrepreneurship perfect their faith publicly mm -hmm. most of them keep it low and i feel like at the end of the day what what, what are we trying to do and uh, and it's like i i want to quote david green he's the ceo of hobby lobby the founder he said this thing and i really this is one of my favorite quotes of all time it says there are only two things that you can take to eternity it's two things one is the word of god because it's eternal two is souls mm. and this is a guy who owns a billion dollar industry, Hobby Lobby, all around all around the US. He's saying that that's all what is worth. He's yes. having billions of dollars and he's ready. And, and I, I heard it's up for sale. I don't know what, what the new date latest updates and stuff it is. But I believe like when people do that, then it's gonna, it's gonna affect the ministry in a way that yes. they've never seen. Yes. In a way that the kingdom business is coming together. I think that's the season that we are walking into. And I really strongly feel in my spirit that the marketplace is the next place for revival. And I think like when you share stories like this, it's gonna inspire like, I mean, probably a kid sitting in his laptop somewhere in the world, he's like, okay, I don't know what to do. And like, it probably he hears this, I'm gonna tell you kid, it's time to start the business. I am not kidding. Yeah. That's gonna be the biggest move that you make because that's the biggest step of faith that you can take after confessing that you you you, you love Jesus and you accept him as a savior. Yeah. This is like, it, it's a move. And when you do that, I feel like it changes a lot because you're saying, God, my intelligence, my finances, my resources say it is impossible, but here's this, I'm trusting you. And I wanna share a praise point right now because since you were sh uh, sharing you know, your story, I was really excited for it. I, I think uh, we were sharing about this at Avenue too, like you know, when the conference, conference was on November 12th, three weeks before the conference, we had zero dollars <laughs> in our account. And the budget for the conference was $5,000, okay? Zero dollars in our account. Uh, and Ruben is like, okay, bro, let's get this, let's get that. I'm like, yeah, let's get it, let's <laughs> get it. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm like, okay, where's it gonna come from? And we gotta pay the remuneration, we gotta pay the remuneration for speakers, we gotta pay, uh, we gotta book the tickets. Uh, so Bonnie's ticket was coming up. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I, we, I, have, zero, I have zero dollars in this account. So I, I said, I'll bust my savings and probably do something. And then Bonnie texts me, Bonnie's like, uh, hey, uh, uh, w when do we want to work on the ticket? I was like, I was like, yeah, you tell me, I'll, 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 I sent him a, 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 some flights and he said, okay, let's go with this. 
man, he said it, I, I asked him, is it good? And Bonnie's like, yeah, it's good, but sometimes my spice cuttings might change. You know what? Uh, I'm going to put in my money for that, so you, you can give me whenever, whenever you can. And so that's like, our, 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 I was like, okay, God, this is moving. This is real. And then at that, that day, I also prayed Psalms 121. It's like, I look up to the heavens, where does my help come from? My help comes from the mm. Lord Almighty who made the heavens and mm-hmm. the earth. Yeah. That's it. And I strongly believe that when you believe in God, when it's a vision from God, it, it, it's, it's his job to do it, you know? And, uh, and I also want to quote this, another famous sermon by Stephen Fording. I, this is my all-time favorite quote. It says, if your vision is not intimidating to you, then there's a good chance that it is, it is insulting to God. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if your vision is achievable, that's not a vision. That's just a dream or something that's workable. Yeah. But if it's not achievable, that's what makes it a vision. And Avada was un- unachievable. For us, from our standpoint, we're like, we don't have a business. I mean, uh, my business was just like, I'm just, b- I'm still building up my business. Ruben is also like working on his creative self. We, we, we had no idea. And we were the last four people on earth. Someone would actually trust us to give money. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, hey, here's a sponsorship. That, that was literally the way things were. But I prayed this prayer two days later. I have $2,000 in my bank account. I have no idea where this comes from. I, I've like, uh, I, I mean, I do it's now, awesome. but <coughs> it was just crazy how that came in. I'm looking into it. I'm like, there is no way that this is not God. Yeah. And I was like, that was our first donation. And then a few days later, one of my friends calls me up. He's like, hey, bro, how's this Avada stuff going? I'm like, you know, we're still working on the fundraising and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I want to give $1,000 towards it. I was like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> and then uh, another person calls me from, one of my friends calls from Florida. And she's like, I love what you guys are doing. I love the vision. I'm going to, uh, this is, this is, I'm, I'm going to cover the entire tool. Uh, I, I'll send you a check. I'll send you Venmo. You just send me your details. We got $4,000, $4,500, like all of our budget covered in less than two weeks of the event. And I'm telling it's you, amazing. That's, that's, that's what God can do. And when you take right. a step of faith, it's like, it's crazy because you take one step, but God is actually taking 10 steps ahead for you. Yeah. We don't see it. Yep. And, and that's faith. And I feel like these kind of stories and these kind of like the world or when we tell people like, hey, this is what God can do. Mm. I think that's what's going to boost their faith. I think that's what is going to change the trajectory where people are like, okay, there is this God. It's not, it's not, it's not just an entity or it's not just like or the, u- the universe as people call it. Right. No, yeah. this is God. This is real. This is the real deal. When that comes up, I think that's what's going to change the trajectory of the world. I think that's what is going to change the way that the kingdom business are going to come together and make a significant impact that we've never seen in the history. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. I mean, uh, like I said before, like you know, entrepreneurship is a it's a faith journey, right? Mm. Um, and you know, yes, you you make the step, and I, I think I mentioned this offline before. Like, entrepreneurship is like how Peter walked on water, right? He stepped out of a perfectly good boat mm. into <laughs> the water. Right. Everybody was cool. The twelve disciples, everybody was. There was nothing broken. There wasn't shipwrecked. There wasn't anything like that. It was still a perfectly fine boat. Right. And he stepped out because I know this is where God is leading me. Yes. And he stepped out and went there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I you, have, you have to I take work. You have to take work. Like it. Like once you make like me starting a business, it wasn't like oh yeah, I want to make money. Of course you want to make money, but like that was not my primary goal. My goal was like I'm starting this business so that I can promote the kingdom of God mm. in any way I can, be, be better at it. 
Um, you know, and I've said this to my wife, and I've said this to a lot of people. It's like my goal is I, w- I would love to be where I can live off 10% abundantly, like more than enough I can think of this. this I would say, you know, a crazy amount is in that 10%, and I'm able to give that 90% away. Mm. Come on, bro. That's, that's solid. That's so I can give that 90% to, to the kingdom. That's so nice. And to promote and grow. That's what I want to be. That's, that's bigger than what I can think of. I don't know what the, that number is, but, like, let's just say, like, oh, you know, an image in my head, like, I have a, a, a 10,000-square-foot home with, like, 10 cars or whatever, you know, and then I have so much money. That means this thing, like, huge, massive amount where I don't have to worry about anything. My generation don't have to worry about anything, mm. but that's, that's only on 10%. Mm. Yeah. And, and, then not, and that rest is given to the kingdom to empower and to do stuff. Wow. That's that's the kind of big big vision I'm thinking about. Uh, where, because yeah. if you see people like that, they're making so much money, so much of whatever. So I'm thinking like that's uh, that's big for me. Okay, that's but I know it's bigger than that. But I want to just live off that. That would be my ten percent. I think that's solid too, because the amount of faith that you have in just saying that out loud, say, okay, this is what I can. Yeah. That's that's like a wish it. That's like a goal yeah, that you're yeah. setting up. Like a standard that you're setting up, whether you hit it, I believe you will hit it, and I'm very sure about it. But I feel like that kind of stuff that we're saying, like setting up that kind of goal and vision, I think that's like one of the greatest things. Like that's the greatest gift that God has given us too. You know, to be able to dream in a way that we're, that 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 actually challenges reality. Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and makes the enemy afraid. Makes and, the enemy yeah. afraid. See, yeah. and that's a, that's another thing. You just hit it on a point. Like when you start this, this is a faith journey, and the devil knows that you're going to get a lot of influence and you're going to get a lot. So he's going to be at work. Mm. Well, like I mentioned before, like all these different things were coming at me on my first project. Mm. And and so you have to be strong in the Lord, be mm. strong in the word. And you have to fight. You have to you can't just be passive right. about it, especially with your relationship with Christ. Mm. Especially when you're starting being a being an entrepreneur, because the devil knows that you have you have a secret weapon, which is God, right? Yeah. Right. He'll give you insight. He'll give you wisdom. Give you contrary things to the world that people may think is crazy, but somehow it works out. Like, oh my God, I wonder how it happened. How is this happening to this guy or that person? Right. That's because you have a relationship with Christ, mm. and He's giving you wisdom, He's giving you insight, and you're doing that. And so that's, it's a, the devil knows that he's scared because he can't he can't break that, so he'll give you all kinds of distractions, all kinds of stuff to mm. break your spirit, break your yeah. faith. Yeah. And like, it'd be like, in the real world, be like, this is insanity. Yeah. And like, oh my God, but then, but this is what God is pulling him to do. This is what He wants to do. Oftentimes, God calls us into the uncharted waters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what the craziest part about God is, and I, I love about it. You know, because especially with entrepreneurship or anything, that when you step out in faith, it's uncharted waters. Just like that you said, stepping out of a really, really well done, good boat into the stove. That's like the stupidest thing a person yeah. can do in yeah. in reality yeah. sense. But in the eyes of faith, that's like the that's biggest a big deal. step. You know? And the crazy thing is, like Peter did did fail. <laughs> like you know. We don't think like, you know, he did slip up first, but then he still like 
trusted in God and like you know trusted that you know God will pull him through whatever storms are coming in his life you know right, but 100%. How, can we really have that s- sort of faith even when it comes to our businesses and the risks that we take in even in life you know that's a, it's, right. a, it's a big question to ask oh, yeah yeah and I think it's all about like your perspective of what about the kingdom too yeah and it, like you said I really love the point that you said you know uh, you know I didn't start my business for profit I started our pandemic for the kingdom mm-hmm. and today honestly one of the greatest issues that the Gen Z and the art or the millennials all these generations face is because people want to start a business to for three things. One is making money. Mm-hmm. Two is to pe- show off in the community. Yep. Three is they don't want to work for anybody else. Yeah. And that's why all three of them are like the biggest mistake because if you want to, if you're building your business, you're bu- building a difference. Yeah. And I, I firmly believe that, you know, when I started my software company, the vision that God gave me was very simple. Your vision is to help other people's vision. Yeah. Your vision is to help other people build other people's vision. What their software is, their visionary shop software. That's what you're building. You're not building anything. It, it is it is the insights that I'm giving, mm. and one of my first projects I f- failed miserably. It didn't work out, but the next one, the one that we're on right now, which I played at a huge level, that we are actually going, uh, um, b- uh, building up a bigger version, and we will find release by end of March. And the way that I see that is because this company they have a big vision, they have big funders. I am like this guy, and the funniest thing about me is like, I don't have a background in IT. <laughs> <laughs> I am not kidding. I don't. I don't. I don't have an IT background. I have a mechanical engineering background. I was a graduate in mechanical engineering, and then I was like, while well, I was graduating, I was like, Lord, whatever happens, I am not gonna work in IT company. Lord, never am I gonna do that. It's funny. It's yeah, jokes on you. Yeah, yeah no, jokes on me. Now I'm like, <laughs> I know. I like. I has a sense of humor. But what I'm trying to say is like, it, it's always like, you never know that you know. It's not a qualified that golf got calls qualified call yeah and the way that today when i t- talk to people i, I mentioned this it's not because i am a capable project manager or I'm a, I'm a capable developer or head of development it's because my god is able it's because of god's worthiness and god's grace that i'm able to do what i'm able to Amen. do and i feel like that's what every business's subline should be their vision line should be that it's not your capability or your ability it's what it's your obedience when you do that, it changes it. I think like a lot of the struggle that a lot of young entrepreneurs struggle with is the fact that they either their their faith is not strong enough, you know, they don't they don't feel like God will help pull them through, and either that or they feel like I had to compromise my faith in order right. to, you know, either fit into certain spaces to be in certain uh, group circles of influence. Um, and even similar to my story too, even when I was like starting music, I was against making any secular music, you know, I was like, I'm not like, uh, so I used to like make like rap beats for people and I would only sell it to guys that were like Christian artists and you know, it's not a, you know, it's, it's a lot harder, you know, and let's be honest, you know, and also you have, there's a lot of moments where your faith does get compromised, but do you have integrity in the midst of all of that, you know, and I think over time is when you start to build that maturity, uh, I guess. Um, and I just want to say for the young audience too, like never compromise, you know, don't ever, you know, give in to the pressure that I had to fit into a certain mold to be either successful, but God will help you. He'll, he'll carry you through. So, um, and, and back to you, Isaac, how, how has it been for you? Like being in moments where maybe you did feel like your faith was being jeopardized or compromised. How did you endure through that season of your life? Well, you know, in business sometimes you, you're you exposed to environments that are 
against compromising to your faith, right? Yeah. But do you succumb to that? You should. You shouldn't, right? Yeah. Um, and I say it's. I say it's a little bit easier now because people are are more open to all different types of view viewpoints and like uh, and things like that. So, uh, so it's a little more easier. Other than like this is what way is supposed to be done. This is how you're supposed to be like you know years back right so now it's more open I think I would say kind of wha- how I look at it is you know you you go into these these opportunities I I kind of say this is uh, is it's kind of like you know uh, the sp- the spoils of the are evil are gonna be turned into good right so even though I'm going into a an environment that may not be uh, the best and may 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 harm may look like it's going to harm that could harm me, so I'll be a little more vigilant. Right. But I'm still going to be a man of integrity. Mm. I'm still going to be a great person. Yeah. I'll be. I'm going to may sh- I'll show the love of Christ even in that circumstance yes. and do what I need to do. But that they're giving me money for my services or from what I'm doing. Mm. But what am I what am I doing with that money? I'm taking it to expand the kingdom. Right, right. So that's kind of the mindset that I go about okay. it, um, okay. where I'm not, you know, oh my God, I don't want to go there, and and do that and do that. But okay, God, you're opening that door. Great. Uh, I want that money is going to be used for your glory. Mm. I was thinking too because nowadays, and, and Matthew, you know this, like even the secular world, the marketplace is trying to adopt kingdom values yes like there's a term that's going around that everyone uses and i've been hearing it and it's been going on for a while but like servant leadership right and humility honor where are all these things coming from it's coming straight from scripture right exactly and people are trying to hire people that have these qualities and these abilities because of how toxic the marketplace has become right everything is cutthroat everyone's trying to one-up each other but now people are actually looking for authentic type of people yes but the the in the midst of all that the the thing that we're seeing is these are all kingdom principles yes that we're actually applying to our entrepreneurship our businesses and so you even make a welcoming environment for clients for people that are around you they're like i can trust isaac because he has these qualities little do they know that's because you have a relationship with jesus yes and your relationship with god is what it comes out of that relationship with him. And uh, we take that for granted. Like, I can even say about Everbowl right here, right? And see very evident, right? Um, with the, the team members that we we hire. The stuff they go through compared to what we've grown is we're in, we're in such a bubble of mm. like, oh, we, we go to church. We have this personal relationship with Christ. We have great, you know, relationship with our parents. Like, some of these kids go through a lot of stuff and they come from very broken homes yeah they are themselves are broken right wow and we're so ingrained we've been doing this for like 20 years 30 years you know you know going to church and just serving leadership and all that it just comes natural to us mm-hmm. right and yes. and and so um we we go and you know just say like 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 my, my kevin is my my gm and you know he's indian too and you know south asians like they team members are like why do you care so much? Why do you, why do you, why you're the, like the n- best, nicest boss ever that we ever had, right? It's not like we're doing anything different, like we're putting a front. This is, 
genuinely how we are yeah. and this is how we do in church and this is you know so, so our youth group days our youth group days <laughs> yeah. are just hanging out or whatever it's just it's just, it's just who we are it's natural it's natural it comes out but, of but it's natural for us but it just looks weird and like who are you why do you care so much why do you do that like yeah why, why are you speaking so much you know validation and value to me like mm. i i don't get it mm. you know those those are the things the comments that we got back right mm. so i it, it's you know, when we go out there and we be who Christ wants us to be, right? People are gonna be like, "Who are these? Who are these guys? Why are they? You know, like this, right?" Yes. So yes. it'll show. Yeah, and also like the same way that you were saying about servant leadership, and you know, and uh, and the way that you were approaching your team and your people, I, I feel like that's exactly <coughs> how Christ works. You know, the servant leadership, and I always say this: the greatest leadership model or example in the world is Jesus Christ. Yes. There's no other person who is, I mean, there might be great coaches like Craig Rochelle, John Maxwell, like they're goats. I love them. Yes. But Jesus tops everything. And even they actually see that because Jesus Christ is the supreme example of what leadership is. And you take humility, integrity, authenticity, or servant leadership. Everything was there. And I feel like this is one of the greatest things I love about Jesus uh, is the servant leadership heart that he had. That he went and washed the feet of all the all of his apostles, mm. even including the one, the, the one that was about, about to, to betray. betray him. Yeah. And if someone was, if I knew someone was gonna betray me, I would definitely not wash their hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's like I said, we said before, like he was giving them value. Exactly. What can now? What can I get out of it? He's lifting them what, up. How can I lift them up? Exactly. Ooh. And I, and that's what that's what entrepreneurship is not about. It's never about you. Exactly. It is never about you. Right. Hundred percent. It's all about the team members that you bring on and how can I elevate them? Right. How can I elevate other people? And that's how you grow your network. That's how you do, you know, become better in business. It, right, it's, it's, it's funny how that works. It's, it's never about you. And it, once you focus on you, then you like, you'll be like stressed out. Like, ah, why is this not <laughs> happening? This is not happening. And you just become this irritable person, right? Yes. Uh, but if you start pointing the fingers out and how can I bring value or do this or how can I make this better for somebody else? Then things come to you. Like, I, I know we said this offline, but like because of Avido, you know, uh, it, I, w I came to be part of it just to come, you know, support you guys. But person I was sitting next to, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I was just giving value right? and just talking to, to him. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, the guy next to me, he was making energy drinks, right? Cool. I never thought, you know, Indian guy that's here locally that wants to, you know, building, doing, in, in doing energy drinks, bringing value, showed him a lot of, you know, different things. I was asking all kinds of questions, being curious. That's that's who I am. Yes. And then, like, just only now, a few weeks later, now, you know, we're looking to do be business partners together. Come on. In, in a venture, right? Yes. Isn't that crazy? So that's <laughs> awesome. So that's a testimony right so there. That's, that's right. it's awesome, right? Yes. I wasn't looking for it. Yes. I didn't think about it at all. We, we exchanged numbers at that time, but you know, we didn't really, we just texted Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, but nothing crazy. And then he called me a few weeks later, hey, a few weeks, a few weeks back and said, hey, I would love to partner with you to, to do some ventures. But there we go. Bro, and I want to say, there we go. It, 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 it brings so much joy to our heart. Yeah. Because we're so glad that we obey God at yeah. that point. Like, 
I remember when I first told the vision to Ruben, it's like almost a year back, and we were having a big dosha at Sarah Bowman in Irving. So if you guys haven't tried out that, <laughs> we live in Dallas. Again, this is not a commercial. Yeah, for no, you keep Bowman. giving all these but, uh, sponsorships. But, but, yeah, uh, no, but okay. you know, I mean, hopefully they give us all, all yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I was like, you know, let's go try it. The doshas are big. But yeah, so with talking over this, I was like, uh, I was telling Ruben. So we actually collaborated on an event called Bass around Feb last year. And after this, I've had this vision for a while. And I'm like, Ruben, I bought, uh, we bought do- dosha. I was like, we're having a coffee. And I was like, bro, I have this vision. And I, I just conveyed to him. And this is why I ru- love Ruben, because he's a dreamer. <laughs> so you say something to him, he's never going to shoot you down, okay? He's going to be like, I'm the same do way. it. I'm, I'm the same way. way. Yeah. I know. And uh, I, think, I think, like, at that point, because I was like, I knew I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. I knew that I, I, I can maybe bring up the connections, but anything regarding this i can do really to extend mm. I, I i was like god i need someone who's actually capable of this with me you know mm. and i knew that i couldn't do it alone and i think that's why you sh- when you partner two i think that's important too because mm. the bible says one will cast thousands two should chase ten thousand mm. and if the second person is not the right person to partner with whether in marriage or business or even or, or even any of the things that you do even in church the second person is the right person, you won't even catch 100 people. You won't even chase 100 people. And that's why the partnership is actually supposed to be people who are right with mm-hmm. God, who are right partners. It's funny you say that because um, I've, I've before I had that call with, with him, I had literally hours before I had made a decision this year that God, I know you're leading me in a direction of like, I want to be in business and be in partnerships with people that are equally yoked Mm. spiritually yes uh who are this at least at the same level or higher mm-hmm. i want to do business with that kind of people is, is it something that god you know was leading me to i had made that decision that, okay this is what i'm gonna do this year that's literally like hours later he gave me a call hey can you do business with me so it's 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 just that's uh i i think it's uh I think it's a, a, a good benefit because this is, we're not regular people. Mm. We are believers in Christ. Right. The devil is a, there to attack us mm. and he is looking ways to do things to yeah, us, right? right? In every aspect. So we need to, we need to have people that can cover us, mm. each other, who we can pray together and do things. Um, I can say that even for everyone, like literally the first two months, you know, we're like, what's happening? This is, kind of struggling a little bit and so we decided we're gonna pray we all we're all believers you know my cousins you know we're all together we so we prayed literally this month we've like we went from we've s- more than doubled our average daily sales from the first two months Come so, on. so so what we made in the what we made in December as a whole month of December We've doubled that in January. That's crazy. Bold and, that's prayers. and that's just because Bold of prayer, prayers. right? Bold we prayers. just, we were able, like, we knew there was some attack. We knew something was happening. It just felt weird, right? Yeah. And so we prayed about it. Yeah. You can't do that with somebody who is not in the same level. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. No, no, so I, I agree. Like, and, and that's why it's important, like, the wor- like, you know, the partnership, who you partner with, the right, the right person in business or in in whatever you collaborate with, if it's not the right person, then there's a high chance that you'll mess it up, you know? Yeah. And and that and it has to be a God-fearing way, you know, revering God in the right way. 
can't just like do it. Okay, you know what? I have 10 years of business experience. I'm just going to do it my way. No. And I feel like even though, even with that, I feel like business plans and stuff, I think it all comes from the branding. I think the greatest example of entrepreneurship, anything creative in this world, everything, com- the root is the Bible. Like mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. Servant leadership. That should be your blueprint. That should be <laughs> it's, it's That's your, your manual. Yeah. Exactly. Just you know, like just what Bonnie said in Avidus. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah you, d- you never forget it because that's that's how you start up, you know. And I, I really I really know like a, a tons of stories where from the Bible like they start inspiration like where they made inventions and things like that because they believe that God is able to do it. Mm. So and I believe that God gives you ideas, you know, in your dreams and your visions and maybe you, you don't even know what that means. You know, he can give you blueprints, you mm. know, that, that you could interpret that you'll be, he'll give you the earth, human, the heavenly wisdom to interpret it, and yeah. I think that that's the kind of people that we are like, you know, that or we are training or grooming the next generation to be as well. And I also want to focus on the next generation point because right before our conversation, point, you said something I really love it. You know, uh, 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 this generation's feeling is next uh, is the next generation's glory. Yes. yes, and I think that's so so true. And as 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 a, as a, as a business owner or as an entrepreneur, how do you how 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 do you think, like, from your perspective or from, from your abilities or from your influence, how do you think you can build that ceiling to be the next uh, yeah. generation? Yeah, and so I would say, like, when I first started, I didn't have that much mm-hmm. mentorship or – did I have real business experience or insight? No, I didn't. I really didn't. For me, it was just pure heart and grit, Yeah. Uh, and I'll f- stumble along the way and figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, so – for me, you know, for the next generation, like I, when I made that decision when I, before I came to your first event in Avida to pour into the next generation, where there's my, through my mistakes that I've made and, yes. and so that you guys don't make that mistake. Like, yes, thank you. Um, and so that you can get years and, you know, saved from not going through the same mistakes I made, right? Yeah. So, uh, because as a, as a leader and you're trying to, you know, bring the next generation up. You, it's great to talk about the rah rah and all the all the wins in life, and and that's what everybody sees today, like the highlight reels on Instagram mm. and wherever else you see all that. And so, like, you think entrepreneurship is this the uh, this like living the you know this high life, but there are some down times and there's certain things like that where it's gonna happen, right? Yeah. So. I, and I'm not a person to like. I want. I don't want to sugarcoat things. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell it raw as it is. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, if I'm able to shed s- some light to the next generation of the things that I went wrong and did didn't do, you know, how how hard it is to even get started, and mm. it's not easy. It's not easy, right? Um. Uh, but you got to be afraid not to fail. Mm. Uh, and just trust God and just yeah. go forward. Yes, you can you can uh, do a lot of analysis and be analysis paralysis, uh, but you know, you, at some point you're just like, here we go, we're just gonna go with it and we'll see what happens, right? And 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 kind of learn along the way. So like for me, for the next generation, I want to pour into the next generation, mm. mm-hmm. whether it's through you know, this this podcast and we're talking here or yeah. through whatever. I'm my goal is to help the gen- next generation be more confident and to just step in and do things. You may not have everything and it's, you don't need to have to know everything. Yes. Yeah. You don't. Um, you, you just have a skill, learn, and it's okay to 
be under somebody and learn a skill and learn the process. Mm. Um, sometimes, like I want to start a business, I don't want to be, I want to be my own thing, whatever. And you want to start now. And sometimes it's okay to kind of be under somebody and learn. Like it's okay. Like sometimes, like even for me, like when I first started the whole real estate thing and stuff like that, even to this to this day, like the guy that I I I'm, I'm I do a lot of my business with at this point. He's younger than me. Mm. He's younger than me, but he started in the business a little bit, little bit before me, and he has a lot of connections, a lot of different things. So I've learned a lot uh, how to do stuff, how mm. to do things, how to set up stuff, how mm. to do things like that. And I, I can say like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm ten years older than he is. I can say like, man, why, why the young kid, you know, whatever. I can just be that and just move on but kind of submitted myself a little bit uh-huh. under this 10 years younger person than I am mm. just to kind of learn and do things and 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 kind of see how things are run right mm. so it's okay yeah. it's okay to be under somebody just to learn and yeah be yeah. be a good steward 100% uh, in that because if you want like you know be faithful for where you're at and god yeah. will lift you up yeah. and yeah. he'll open doors come on um you still got you still gotta have that vision you mm-hmm. still gotta have that you can't be just you know i'm just gonna do this and yeah. for the rest of my life and that's yeah. that right you gotta have that vision and be okay to fail right. but at the same time be okay to be submitted under somebody right. so, so you can learn yeah i want to ask you because um i think the big question a lot of young leaders have <coughs> entrepreneurs have is they have starting trouble yeah, you know, uh, and maybe like even some practical tips that you can maybe help the people that are listening. Even like things like building capital—that's always a fear, right? Yeah. Like, uh, people go into businesses like, "Hey, I don't have the money to start up something," or "I have big dreams, but I what?" Like, um, I'm in my upper twenties now, yeah. you know, and even now I have startup trouble. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know, like, what what do I do to get this? Apply for this and taxes, blah yeah. blah blah, all these things, because I don't come from a business background, so I have no um, experience in that. Yeah. So maybe like, what are some like practical, practical things? I guess when I first were thinking about like my first business, Hidden Creek, right? Uh, like, what capital, what to do, and what have you. Literally, it was a crossroads between. Do I? Uh, we were at that point. We were thinking about like I was working, you know, in my nuclear medicine job, you know, doing that, being medical, and then now, okay, well, and she was working too as well, and we we're like, man, just like everybody else at that point was, you know, buying baller houses and buying these big houses. So like, hey, we can, we have the money to go spend and put on this nice house and like our dream home, like all the bells and whistles, whatever at that point, or, you know, we can do something else. And so it's when that juncture, you know, the Lord spoke to us and said like, okay, I want you to not do that house. And I want, and we literally were, we, we, we cut short of a vacation to go do the last minute interview with the builder. And we're like literally going to sign the contract. And then, you know, the Lord said, don't do that. Wait. And then, Two months, two three months later is when the idea of Hidden Creek came about, and then we were like, okay, we we had post-it notes on the wall, and then we were just going through and doing finance, all the different scenarios. My wife and I. Yeah. We worked, we worked hard, you know, before that, and mm. we saved up a nest egg, right? Mm. Uh, 
then we came to this point like, okay, we're not going to buy that house. We'll buy a smaller home, and that difference will put into the business. Oh. And so we were okay uh, to get a smaller home. It was, you know, what we have today, and it's fine. It's good enough, and um, and we decided, okay, we're going to go and do that. So I would say, yes, you may not have all the the, the money involved, but also at the same time, like you can save some money and put away, put aside. Mm -hmm. Like if it's don't have enough, don't have a boba tea every day or Starbucks or you know Matthews every day or you know what have you. Like uh, you know, like every Sunday you go, save, out with, go, go, go out with go go with the youth to go uh, with your buddies to go out and eat every day, right? Yeah. Um, you know, take some time to to save some money, right? Yeah. At the same time, you can still work on your skill, work on getting better on that end, save some money. In today's world, there's it's easier access to other people's money, mm. but they gotta know and look, you know, know and trust you to kind of use that money to go forward. So, yeah. don't I say don't worry too much on the money side. Be practical about it yeah. and kind of be calculated because God wants you to be calculated too. He doesn't want you to be willy nilly yeah. uh, with with everything. So, I think you should take time to do that. I think in the if you don't have the money, get the skill set. Be under somebody, learn something first, mm. and then That's good. You, you will learn the process as you go along. So yeah. it's like, oh my God, I want to start this business. Oh my God, it's going to cost you know, half a million dollars. Uh, I don't have the money. We're, it's going to take me years to get that. Okay, first, let's start learning your skills. Get, get Be under somebody, learn the process, and at that time, God will open doors for you. Come on. And I also want to add on to what you just said. You know, I also think like, be don't be afraid to make mistakes. Oh yeah, mm. you know, uh, don't make mistakes for the sake of making them. But I think anybody who has not made a mistake has never tried anything new. So mm. it's just like you're living a life that's just like, oh, uh, what do you say? It's like it's a cultural one or it's like a generational one. You just like you go with the flow. Mm. And if you ever want to try something new or if you ever want to make a difference, you always have to go upstream against the flow. Yes. yes. And for that, you should not be afraid to make mistakes. And I think like that's why most of the young entrepreneurs today who want to get into the field, they don't want to take a risk or they want to make a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that kind of goes from our culture, right? Yeah. Right. But the funny thing is, it's like our parents, um, at least I know from like my parents, I mean, they, when they came, it was in the 70s, right? In the 60s. Like, they went against counterculture and they took a yeah, lot of risk. They took risk. a huge <laughs> risk. They came, then then they told right. us to be safe. And yeah. they guided their kids to be safe and the culture changed to being what can what is safe to be there, right? right. If my parents who don't didn't know barely any English came here and they somehow made successful careers out of what they do, right? And they brought us to this point where we don't have that much debt or, you know, we got into great education and stuff like that. How much more risk can we take yeah, since we smart. now yeah. do here, right? That was also mm -hmm. a driving force for me when I first started. Like, yeah. my dad and my mom, you know, in the 60s, like, my, my dad went to you know, University of Washington in the 60s here, right? Mm. Uh, and he got his chemistry degree there, right? Like in the sixties was crazy, but you know he 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 took risk. He didn't barely knew any English. He came here, was you know doing multiple jobs while going to school and stuff like that, and he made it happen, right? Uh, same thing with my mom. Like, like came here like 
didn't know what hot dog was. She thought hot dog was actually dog, and she, you know, like you know, all these silly things. Like you know, we would think is so funny. Right. Uh, and like but going at that go, time, at that time, was, like going it the was subway. Such a big step. For yeah, them. it was yeah. a big, huge step. Like yeah. going, and they came to New York, and like didn't know which way is which way to go through the subway. You know, getting lost and yeah. stuff like that. So. I was even thinking they can't even like write back to their parents at the time. They didn't have cell phones yeah. or anything. So they did leave their security, what was comfortable for them, and took those risks so we can have opportunities yes. in many right. ways, right? Yes. To have the opportunities that we have. 100%. Yeah. And and uh, and thank you so much, Isaac, for this, uh, this conversation. I think there's so much layers to wanting to know how to be an entrepreneur right. that like I would love to have you on here, maybe just have another segment where – you know, you start, you coach all of us, you know, like, yeah, and one thing I want to encourage, like the audience that are waiting, because I talked to a lot of young people, like, they're always wanting to be successful in the moment, right, and right. Uh, I heard a message last week is, patience is walking pace to pace with God, so if God goes somewhere, we follow, if God goes somewhere, like, we should never be a step ahead of God, you know, so if God is telling us something, we have to wait for him to reveal it to us, and so I want to encourage a lot of the audiences and the young leaders that are watching, like just like you, how you put so much of your faith in God is what brought you here this far. Yeah, you know? it's it's a it's a process. Like what you see today is not what happened. Like this started in 2014, 2013, right? Yeah. When I first left the job exactly. and went. So it's been this long, yeah. right? To get Almost to this 10 years now, ten yeah. years now yeah. right? It's only now in getting close to my 10 years, like, okay, now I'm seeing something, some traction happen. It took this long. Come on, come on. Hope so, y'all are li so listening I'm, out I'm, there. <laughs> I'm about to be 40, right? So if you, if people are younger, time is your advantage. Yes. So I want somebody. Use your 20s. Yeah. Somebody who's like me. We want to get to this. I'm just gonna say, you want to be at my level. Okay. I want you to be at my level when I'm when I'm when you're 25, not when I'm 40. Like my 40 shouldn't be my 40 should be your 25, mm. right? I that's what I want. Yeah. That's so encouraging. That's, that's encouraging. And I think, like, use your 20s, use your 30s, you know. Feel free to, uh, like, get, be, take the risk, take the leap of faith. And, and we see, like, yeah, it takes 10 years. It takes a – there's always a process, you know. You, you, God says a prophecy or a blessing, you know. It doesn't come right ne right at the next moment. you got to wait for it. you got to prepare for it. God won't give you something that you can't handle. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, probably God will make you successful make, or make you – or hit you the one-minute target by when you're 40. But if he, if he gives you it when you're 25, you're going to screw up. You're going to mm. mess up, and you know that. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's exactly. always that. That's why the process is there, to prune you into the person that you're meant, the entrepreneur, the creative, or the pastor, or the worship leader, mm. or whatever field of what we're working in. I think that pruning process, and that process is very important. And and once you get there, I mean, like, like you were saying right now, we'll probably get <laughs> people like that, you know, for saying the stories where, you know, they actually took the risk and, that you know m you don't make a million dollars the next day you start a business you, you don't you don't you don't um i heard another message before it was like that's not true <laughs> uh, yeah. i heard a message before not too long ago it was like when you gr when you graduate it's not it, the process is not like oh when i get that that that, that diploma on the stage and you're going across like it's the classroom it's the valley part where right. you're learning right uh and mm. so there's mountaintops yeah of course you you can't just stay in the mountaintop yeah it only lasts for a few moments. Yeah, for a few moments. And it's the mountaintop is a very small area. Yeah. And mm. and everything falls down. Right? And I think I'm reminded by a quote by Churchill. Where it's I think it's Winston Churchill who said, mountaintops inspire leaders, but valley lows define them. Yeah, mm. exactly. 
That's yeah. where you 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 mm-hmm. learn and you develop and you grow so that you can take on the next mountaintop. Come on. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was like some crazy stuff. Uh, I, I wish like we had a couple more hours. Yeah. That we could go <laughs> There's so many layers that There's we can so still layers. unpack yeah. that we've only started. And that's the reason I think for the podcast is for these conversations like this and have more guests like you who who have been in the journey, who have gone through these things to be able to give experience and give insight to the people that are listening and stuff. So we're really grateful. We're taking a risk too with this yeah, podcast as well. We're, and we're taking, a, I mean, you know, this is just, this is just like, you know, our Valley of Dry Bones, yeah. our, our dark valley where we don't know what's going to happen. We're just believing the vision. We're just believing the call that God has made. And we, 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 we know it's going to be successful, but we don't know what the toll is going to be. But one thing that we both actually, you know, we both prayed about too. And also one thing that we made sure was like, we're ready to go the long way. Yes. We're ready to take, even if it takes years, we're ready to build that culture. Yeah. And we are ready to take that sacrifice. Yeah. And I really hope that pe- people rise up who are going to be way better than us. Who are going to be defining way more than this, like, you know, in from the Gen Z, from the millennials or whatever uh, backgrounds. Like, I, I really pray and I really hope that these people, these kids, that what we say is going to inspire them and they're going to achieve way more things than us. I think, and Amen. just to promote the legacy of Jesus Christ, just to forward it. I think that's, that's our greatest desire. I see two guys who are going to be uh, already yeah. better than us yeah, behind right. the camera so right now definitely. who are much younger. Yeah, so. shout out to uh, Re- Rewind Creative, yeah. Yeah, we're Alex Benjamin Schatz. I uh, mean, they're, they're already going to be great, but that's we want to lay that foundation for them, right, like you're yeah. saying, they're to be able to, to grow and succeed and stuff. So yeah. um, we want to ask you, Isaac, like, how can we pray for you in the season? How can the people that are listening pray for you, your family, kids, wife, your business? You know, um, as there's multiple pots in the fire right now you know just kind of like making sure that i'm faithful to my relationship with christ right um and don't get consumed in the in the busyness of things right mm-hmm. um i think um making sure it, it, like i said before the, the struggle of prioritizing you know you know family and my relationship with christ and getting that going i can get consumed in the doing of things right mm-hmm. and so that's going to be my biggest uh, biggest thing is like I know there's what God is calling me to do and he wants to show me things and I can see the devil working in different ways um, so that I just pray for you guys just pray for my protection mm. that, that that you. that God will protect me from those distractions and from those uh, stuff that so I can truly be what God wants me to be mm-hmm. so because I want to go deeper this year, um, you know, just to, you know, yes, I stepped out, but now to go into like those 30 foot waves yeah. that uh, consume me, right? That's mm-hmm. where I want to go. And I know God's what God is calling me to do. So um, able to do that. Awesome guys, go check out check out Everbull yeah. whenever you get a chance. As it's I amazing. I tried yeah. some this morning. Yeah, we uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Isaac. He brought us like five bottles of yeah. bottles of Everbull. So go do check it out at Custer Parkway yeah. in, McKinney. in McKinney. And also, if you guys have any venue requirements for events, go for Hidden Creek events. And um, oh, what else is there? I'm sorry, I, I can't just keep track. <laughs> I lost track. I mean, there's there's also real estate. So if you want to invest in real estate and do diversify your uh, your, your income right i'm here yeah. yeah all right again thank you so much guys for listening thank you isaac for all those insightful stuff thank you guys yeah. for opening up this opportunity yeah. um 
it was something that I want to do, and um, yeah. I'm I'm happy to help you guys in any way and support you. you guys because what you guys are up to is something, and especially for our community here, the Asian community as well, and for uh, and for the you know the young the young generation. So appreciate you guys just for stepping up to the call, thank you, and thank I'm you proud much. of you guys and for doing that. Thank you, Isaac. And we'll see. We'll see what God is going to do in the days to come. And yeah, you're like a, right. one of our first guests on the podcast. So, <laughs> I so feel this, honored. This, this, is cemented, this is cemented in history. <laughs> now, <you know? laughs> when we go back, we'll, we'll remember. You're actually our first one. So, I mean, this is awesome, man. Thank, thank you so thank much. You, and so much. we'll continue this in, in the future. We'll have another conversation, more conversations. Entrepreneurship 101. Yeah, yes, that. yeah. definitely. Yeah. So do you want to plug anything for us, Matthew? Oh no, that's it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I know, and Ruben loves to put me on the spot. So, yeah. but yeah, again, thank you so much, guys, for listening. That was Isaac Matai. Just go ahead, check out Everball, Hidden Creek, and everything else. It's all there in the description there. And yeah, do reach out to him. And uh, you know, if you have any commercial real estate ideas or investments, go for it. You know, this this is your guy. And and if if you're having doubts about it, let me tell you, this is your sign. You know, mm. go for it. And again, once again, thank you so much for listening. This is a great honor for us. And, you know, and we are so excited that you, you guys have stayed and listened to this. And we hope that we were able to impart value and the culture into you. Of what we, And we hope that you guys have some great takeaways. And in the future, too, that uh, we really hope that one day, like maybe 10 years down the lane, one of the kids comes up to us like, hey, Matthews and Ruben, uh, I saw your podcast that inspired me to start a business or that, that inspired me to be creative. So that's going to be the greatest thing that that's that's right. enough for us you know more than 100k views or hundred thousand dollars i think that one diff one person who comes up the difference that we can make i think nothing beats that and i believe that that i hope and truly hope that happens so once again thank you guys for listening stay tuned for the rest of our episodes and that was isaac matai and this is ruben philip and i'm matthews thank you so much thank you guys thank you.